0: This is the Warrior Mind Podcast, and I'm your host, Greg Swanson, podcasting from gorgeous Mile High, Colorado Springs. The Warrior Mind Podcast is a personal empowerment series that provides you the information required to develop a mindset of a warrior, maximize your human potential, and achieve peak performance. The Warrior Mind Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes and links can be found at WarriorMindcoach.com. use the pull down menu and look for the blog come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your rss feed or itunes and please share this with your friends neighbors and relatives if this is your first time listening thank you for coming if you're returning thank you for your continued support Meditation means different things to different people it's just like the word exercise People ask you, do you exercise? Well, what do you mean? Well, do you, you know, do you lift weights? Do you crossfit? Do you play volleyball? When all those are exercises. So there's many, many, many different ways to meditate. And effectively, meditation ultimately is to allow you to know yourself, but we, we don't want to stop thoughts. We don't, there's a whole bunch of stuff with it in the beginning that we just want to be still there, you know? So what you really want to do is find time when you're not distracted. And I'm going to preface this as if you've never meditated before and you want to build the habit of meditation, you want to find the minimum, the least amount you can do. So in this tip, I'm going to be talking about a one-minute meditation because everybody Everybody can find a minute, whether that's in the bathroom, when you first wake up, there's always a minute to be found in the day. So when that time comes, you really want to minimize your distractions. You know, um, we don't want to be meditating this meditation in front of a TV when people are talking to us and stuff. We really want to minimize that distraction. If you do this at work, you may want to close your office door if you have that. If not, you may want to go to a separate room, but you want to be free from distraction. And you can sit in a comfortable position. If you're at home and you just wake up, laying down is okay. It's we want to stay awake and we want to stay aware of our surroundings. You know, if you have to, use noise cancellation earbuds or headphones. Uh, And then set a timer for longer than one minute meditations. Um, But for this particular one, you are going to be your own timer. And what you want to do is... Close your eyes and inhale to a count of four, exhale to a count of six. So that's 10 seconds. Do that six times, and there is your one-minute meditation. So people say, well, what should I be thinking about during that time? Well, you're supposed to be counting. So you're counting one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, one. So you really won't be thinking about anything because the mind can only hold one thought at a time. So as you're counting, that holds that thought. Um, So what you want to do is just focusing on your breath. Now, as this extends and you do a two-minute, three-minute, four-minute When we focus on our breath, we are also focusing on how our body is responding to that breath. Is our belly going out? And then our chest coming up. Is our belly going in? So we want to pay attention, be mindful of not just the counting, but what our body is doing as well. And again, we just want to begin with one minute. And when you feel you have mastered that, maybe go to a minute and a half and go to, all right, we don't want to go from one minute to a half hour. We want to do these in small incremental degrees, right? Kaizen, a little bit improvement every day. Um, And then repeat this. So it's better to do one-minute meditations seven days in a row than one day of meditation for 7 minutes because we want to build the consistency habits are built on consistency and so we want to build the habit and also basically enjoy the benefits of it but 1 minute meditation 7 days in a row will do a lot better than 1 10 minute meditation a week you know so what we can do then is as we grow that that is just one way to grow a mindful muscle but then we can start to apply this calmness this mindfulness into our everyday um, life and so what you can do is have a calm internal dialogue with yourself during stressful moments and keep in mind that you are not you are your emotions you are feeling your emotions and so by doing this practice you'll be aware of disassociating yourself from the emotions when we think when we when we say i am mad that means you are the emotion when i'm feeling bad mad that is what you are sensing so in addition to noticing the emotion right but this is all part of recovery we want to separate ourselves from that emotion. When we say we are something, we that is it. But if we are feeling the emotion, we are separate from that emotion. And then you can um, practice identifying the very specific emotion. If you do a Google search, search for feeling wheel, there's this great tool that was d- developed by a child psychologist to help kids express their emotions what are they feeling well guess what As kids, if you didn't have that opportunity, you don't know how to express your feelings correctly now. So regardless if this tool is made for a fifth grader or not, if you don't know how to express me, if you don't know how to identify all the different types of emotions, then go ahead and Google feeling wheel, and you'll see this wonderful wheel that's broken up into different segments and colors. And look at that and identify these feelings because you know in previous podcasts, I talk about words- Having power. Words evoke in us those emotions. So if you are enraged versus annoyed, you're going to feel that shift in your body. So knowing how to identify those emotions will allow you to rest, to recover. Um, And so be aware of when you want to turn it off, like turn off the stress, and then choose to leave the stress behind. If it's in your mind, that's very, quote, easy, unquote, to leave behind because you focus on what you want. So if you're in your mind about a past situation and you're feeling anxious and you're feeling stress, simply ask yourself, how do I want to feel? What do I need to think or do to feel that way? And then that will help you break the attachment to that stress. In addition to that, you know you want to take a couple of deep breaths because that activates the frontal cortex, which is your executive functions. But you take some deep breaths, which engage the parasympathetic nervous system, and then you can um, leave that stress behind. Again, these are all little tools that you can put in your toolkit for that recovery part of stress plus recovery equals growth, and. You know, take small breaks. Um, When you're working on a strenuous task at work or or at home and you hit an impasse, have the courage to step away. You will be amazed if you're at work and you're banging your head against the desk, not literally, I hope. But if you're getting so frustrated, the more you try to push through it, often we block ourselves. So we remove ourselves from work, we go outside, we walk around, we relax because then – when our parasympathetic nervous system is engaged, we have access to all parts of our brain, then answers will come to us and we will have these aha moments as we are completely relaxed. So that, ha- that is, you know, that's part of the courage to rest is when you're engaged in something and you're hitting your head against the wall, step away for a while, you know, step away from whatever you're doing for, you know, five minutes or so. You know, the more stressful the task, the longer the break, maybe not months of a break, but you want to take a long break and you know consider stepping away until the next day for really, really tough things. And let your unconscious mind do the work for you when you're sleeping. And this is why it sometimes takes courage to rest is if we're trying to come up with an idea, we're trying to think of something and we're forcing ourselves to do it, we are in the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight, and we are actually cutting off certain resources to the brain. When we're sleeping, our unconscious mind knows what we're trying to accomplish. And when we're sleeping, it will still go to work thinking of the solution. And when you wake up, or you may wake up in the middle of the night with, aha, there's the solution. So during the breaks, perform activities that, you know, demand little focus. You know, when you're going outside, go for a walk, Um, you know, sit in nature, meditate. Recover socially, like, you know, go out and chat with friends. But when you're chatting with people, don't chat about the problem, just chat about something else, right? Listen to music. That is really awesome. Um, Take a shower, do the dishes, do something that is mindless. Obviously, if you're at work, you may not be able to do the dishes. But since so many people work from home, that is a viable option. So you may have an aha moment during your break. If you do, great. If don't. Know that your subconscious is still working on that challenge. And when you return, you're more likely to make progress. You will have the information available. So we need to have the courage to rest during those stressful situations. You know, rest takes as much effort as stress. More people think it's stress plus stress plus stress plus stress equals results. And it's really stress plus rest equals growth to produce the results. You know, without the rest, we can't grow. Um, This may be the most challenging practice you'll face, is rest. I know if you're very active physically and wanting to go to the gym all the time, we often have to take a few days away from the gym to rest to let our body completely recover. That is the toughest part for me, and that's the toughest part for a lot of athletes. Um, You may not be in the gym that much, but if you really are diving into your work, Taking a break and walking away may be the most challenging thing that you can face right now, but keep at it and you will succeed. You will be able to get that formula, stress plus recovery equals growth. So if you want to see the show notes on this podcast, um, please go over to warriormindcoach.com. You'll find uh, my podcast there, some blog posts, information about myself, and being able to request an introductory consultation. Since you'll be on the internet, please follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest under Warrior Mind Coach. You know, without the rest, we can't grow. Um, this may be the most challenging practice you'll face is rest. I know if you're very active physically and wanting to go to the gym all the time, we often have to take a few days away from the gym to rest to let our body completely recover. That is the toughest part for me, and that's the toughest part for a lot of athletes. Um, you may not be in the gym that much, but if you really are diving into your work, taking a break and walking away may be the most challenging thing that you can face right now. But keep at it, and you will succeed. You will be able to get that formula, stress plus recovery equals growth. So if you want to see the show notes on this podcast, um, please go over to warriormindcoach.com. You will find uh, my podcast there, some blog posts, information about myself, and being able to request an introductory consultation. Since you'll be on the internet, please follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest under Warrior Mind Coach. Thanks for listening to the Warrior Mind Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please tell your friends and subscribe by your favorite RSS or podcast feed. And remember, every facet, every compartment of your mind is to be programmed by you. And unless you take your rightful responsibility to program your own mind, the world will program it for you.